In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Another one buys the dust. Hello, Paul Brown here. Another one buys the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one buys the dust. Hey, we're gonna get to two. Another one buys the dust. Good morning. Cleveland, or should I say, good evening, Cleveland. We're going live tonight. I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how are you feeling? Uh, it's, it's it's a day I've dreamed of. Uh, it's it's been too long. Uh, it's finally here. Uh, the change has happened. Hugh Jackson's gone. It feels so good. How how are you feeling, Paul? He's like your best friend for the last uh, six months. Are you, you, well, you you're missing him. No, it's, it was a bit weird though tonight. There's no Hugh coming on on the press conference. I must admit, but um, mate, he's had his time. I my view is I'll always support whoever's in charge with the Browns. Be proactive, be positive, and get behind the team. So um, Hugh's moved on. This is no longer a Hugh pro Hugh Jackson show. It's over. We're now a pro Greg Williams show. We move on. Next man up. You sure about that? Have you seen his defensive play calling? It's, it's, it's temporary. He can blitz on the offence as well. I don't care. I'm behind him. And we've got a very special guest, a guy that likes to upset a few people. We've got Damon Keckman. Damon, how are you, mate? Hey, man, Paul. How's it going, man? It's uh, I'm doing good. Um, the Cleveland Browns are finally committed to winning football games. I could not be more happy that today of all days, I get an outlet to come on with you guys and we get to talk about how happy we all should be that the Haslam's committed to finally winning some damn football games, man. I'm happy. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm excited. It's a new start. I've always been banging on changes coming. The change is here now. So, uh, yeah, let's move forward. We've got a game on Sunday. Yeah, I, th- I think the only thing I'm missing tonight is what Jimmy Haslam had during that press conference. A nice beer. Um, oh, yeah. It- I loved it. I'm amazed none of the journalists asked him about what was in that drink because it had to be. It was either a beer or a cider. It was something. And uh, good luck to the lad. I think next uh, press conference, I'm going to try and go in there and uh, I'm going to start mixing up the questions a bit. I get you. I hope you get your credential, Paul. We got. We're gonna. We're gonna raid Berea and we'll get you some credentials, man. Mate, thank you very much, (laughs) Damien. First of all. I've heard a few stories about you in the past. You've upset a few people. Now's, now's the show to tell everyone what you're really about. And uh, when I come out to Cleveland, me and you are going to go for a beer, aren't we? Yeah, we are, man. See, that's the cool thing about Like, I haven't even gotten to tailgate really yet in Cleveland. I've gone to one tailgate. It was okay. It was pretty fun. But, man, I saw you guys the last time you guys were here, and all I saw was the intense tailgate. I'm like, Wait, what, was I in the wrong muni lot? Or was I was I in the wrong place? Was I could I find the right Cleveland Browns tailgate? But no, you said it's gonna be fun, man. And yeah, I've you know I've made some people mad. Let's be, let's just real quick just let's push the Baker one to the side because I feel like I feel like I'm Team Baker. I feel like I've been Team Baker since we got him, and I feel like that's fine. But hey, Gordon, Gordon sitting out. Let's just be honest with that one real quick. I made it. Made I made I'm gonna take an L on that one. He's still acting up in New England, but he's not failing drug tests. So all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's the key word. It's not that's the key. drug test yet. Yeah. 
Well, okay. let's be let, like small, more small side note before we move on. I'm proud of him because, man, like it's been a long time since he's done that. Like, if he, if if he's knocking one of those things out, like, because when you're an addict, man, you gotta have. I'm not trying to start the show on a sad note, but if you have problems like that, you start knocking them off one by one, and anytime you knock something off like that, it's a good thing. So, to my boy Josh Gordon, man, stay, yeah, keep going. And Jack, um, if I'm correct, you brought the uh, sauce to the table. He's been late a few times, is that correct? Yeah, good old rap sheet. He's, he's the one to follow when it comes to the NFL, breaking all this stuff. So uh, he's turned up late to a few meetings. And uh, in, in the past, if he was a fringe player, he would be gone. They take it that seriously in New England and fair play to him. Um, if you're sort of a key player, they're, they're just going to probably bench him for the first quarter. Um, so, yeah, you won't see him probably for the first quarter tonight. And then uh, he'll be back out there afterwards. And Damon, I'm just going to ask you, 20 seconds, headlines. Just give us what happened with Baker, what happened and where it is now, and then we can leave it. Oh, just with me and Baker? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so long story short, I made a very, very grave mistake on assuming information that was not made well known to the public. And I'm just going to keep it real, 100% with all you guys out there that want to be journalists, if you want to be a reporter, if you want to do anything. Don't assume. Never assume. If you want to assume, assume with your friends in private. Don't ever do it on public on Twitter. You'll make a mistake. And I've since apologized to Baker. Um, and I really do think that he's the great quarterback for the Browns. I, I've said that in private as well. I, I liked Rosen a lot, but Baker's my guy. Well, I know Baker's a regular on our show listening. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to make <laughs> <laughs> But if he is listening, that's your second apology. I'm sure it's uh, water under the bridge now, yeah? I mean, if I, we'll see, I guess. I don't. I haven't talked to Baker, but I, I mean, I don't think he really cares what I have to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, last time. So. But anyway, Damon, this is my first question to you. We're on an alcohol theme. If you go for a drink with anyone in the Browns organization, who would it be? Man, dude, that's tough. Since Gordon's gone, I got, I would have used Gordon. Um, but now that he's gone, I can't do it. Does it have to be a player? Can it be a can it be a person? Can it be anybody? Can it be Joe Thomas? Can it be uh, we'll, we'll go, yeah, we'll get, Joe Thomas, is he on the books, Jack? Uh, well, he's in the studio today, so go for it. Yeah, go for it. In a friendly mood. Everyone wants to go for a drink with everyone. Hugh's gone. Let's party. Yeah, honestly, I said the exact same thing when I was leaving work today. I was like, man, I just want to go to the bar and just grab a drink, man. I just, it just feels so liberating. But no, Joe would probably be my guy. Joe seems like the nicest guy to go grab a drink with. Yeah, it, it's, it's great being a Browns fan today because I've got mates that I haven't even spoke to in a while. They're texting me. It's like, fantastic news. I know you're over the moon. And it's like, we don't even talk about the NFL. And they're just texting me going, yes, I, I know how much that'll mean to you. And it's just like, it's crazy. I love it. Uh, Jack, I've had most of my mates phoning me about the state of Wembley football pitch. Wow. They're all, they're all upset about um, the uh, NFL ripping up the uh, Spurs-Man City game tonight. Well, if they'd have sold Wembley to the Jags owner, maybe we wouldn't be trying to destroy it. <laughs> all right, good. Mate, Damon, this is a great question for you. If you were Dorsey today... What changes would you make? And you can't sack anyone else. That's the only thing. Man, honestly, it's tough, man, because, like, there's not a lot of things you can do in the middle of this season. Um, If I was Dorsey, I'd probably start – like, what I would do is I'd probably start calling some of the hottest uh, head coach candidates in the NFL and just be like, hey, we want somebody who's going to 
invest in Baker's future. We have a cool franchise quarterback here. We got some other holes we need to fix on the roster, but you know, some offensive linemen, a big receiver, you know, it doesn't really take much. I feel like Hugh did a lot worse with what we have than what we didn't have. So I feel like you need to find a guy that's going to come in and maximize the talent, but I'm happy that they got rid of Hugh to start because guess what? Who's the only team in the head in the NFL that doesn't have a head coach right now? Us. Who needs a head coach? Us. Who's going to have first grabs of the head coach? Us. Whose job is – the, the Cleveland Browns' job is attractive. You know, you, have, you finally have the one piece that the franchise has been searching for for almost 20 years, longer than – almost as long as I've been alive. That's crazy. It's taken this much time for them to find that. So I feel like you have an upper leg on the competition. What Dorsey needs to do is start ringing up that old Rolodex or start calling some new guys. Like, you know, Lincoln Riley is a guy that everyone's throwing around. Uh, Campbell from Iowa State, I mean, uh, sorry, Iowa State is another guy that everyone wants to look around. But he's got to start making some calls, man. That's that's the point of getting the coaches done in Knicks now is that you have all this opportunity and all this time to get a, another good candidate. That's exactly what happened last year when they fired uh, Sashi Brown. Look who we got now. We got John Dorsey. When you get an upper leg, you get a shot at these guys that have a lot of, you know, credit. So good stuff. Like right there, that's what he needs to be doing. Yeah, Dame, that's a really good point, mate, that um, we're the only team in the NFL without a manager. We've got a good pole position at the moment to uh, pick someone up uh, half decent. Yeah, I think if, if you look at the quality of our roster, who wouldn't want this job? We generally have a top 16 team in the NFL, and it's full of young talent. It's full of cheap players. There's a lot of cap to go out there and shape it how you want. Um, so anyone looking at it going, yeah, I want that job, because if you get a wide receiver in free agency, you draft a left tackle, you might go out and pick up a right tackle um, in free agency, and suddenly your team's more or less there. There's literally nothing you need, and then you've got another like six, seven picks in the first sort of five rounds that you can also make. It's going to be a very, very good team, um, and literally no one hits free agency this year, not that many the year after. You've got a couple of little pieces you'll wrap up, but like... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, oh, God. Free Honestly, Og- Randall. Og- Randall's going to be one. Ogba's going to be the first one really up from the, fir- the from the Sashi Brown draft class. Ogba's going to be the first one up to get a contract. And you, like you said, cap space is a, is, is a massive thing. That's why they tanked the team and got rid of all these guys for two years. No big contracts on the books. They're looking to move Collins already. Like, this is an attractive job. And even if you go back and look, this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. I remember back around the t- time of the draft, right after we drafted Baker, how everyone was coming out and saying that, they, that Baker was their number one quarterback after we took him. And I remember Sean McVay told Jeff Darlington that he, if he didn't have golf, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, if they didn't have Jared Goff, he would have sold the farm to get Mayfield. Todd Bowles also said that this is coming from Cleveland Zerm, uh, Jordan Zerm. I'm sure you guys know Jordan on Twitter. I'm sorry, I should have credited him. Yeah. Uh, but Todd Bowles also admitted that Darnold was basically their number two quarterback behind Baker as well. So this job, like you said, on with the cap space and everything like that, attractive. Despite it's Cleveland, I man, I just moved from LA to Cleveland. It's a nice place. It's a nice city. I don't know why people wouldn't want to come here. It's an attractive job, regardless. All right, great. And why did you make the move from LA to Cleveland? Honestly, man, it's just uh, it was just kind of a. I didn't feel like I was doing my job as someone who covers these teams daily to be covering them from Los Angeles. There's a lot of other moving parts. Um, and, you know, obviously Los Angeles is a way bigger city. I wanted to, you know, I just got out of the military as well. I don't really tell many people that. But after I got out, I was able to kind of move wherever I wanted to move. I decided I wanted to move somewhere different. I also got some money to, you know, go get my education. And so I decided to come to Ohio because 
my, my parents are from here. Um, I, I grew up with the fan base. I've been a Browns fan since I was a kid. So I wanted to come see my favorite team play. And then Ohio State's uh, two hours down the road. If I want to go to school, I can stay in the, the state and just go to Columbus. So I'm, um, that's, that's basically why I moved here. There's a, there's a lot of other moving parts, but I wanted some change, and I figured Cleveland would be the best place. And honestly, man, two, two months here, I'm loving it already. So Excellent. And uh, maybe me and Jack will move over with you soon. We never know, eh? Hey man, I got I got a I got a living room with no space in it right now. I don't even have a couch. I just I took I packed everything up in my car and I just drove here. So, um, hey, anything's possible. <laughs> All right, great. Now this is the one which is going to win you some more fans in Cleveland, Damon. What body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl? And I want you to go big. Well. I know where everyone probably – if you've asked this question to other people, I'm sure that some people said they'd give their left nut or their right nut or their schlong to, for the Browns to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I'm not giving up any of that stuff. I want kids someday. I like using it. It's a fun appendage. It's the thing that makes me a freaking man. So I will, not, I will never give up my manhood for the Browns to win a Super Bowl. However, I'd probably give just about any other body part except for that up for the Browns to win a Super Bowl. All right. Well, we've noticed that being British, we've noticed a bit with Americans. They don't always get to the point. What body part are you willing to give up, though, Damo? Man, I, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably give up one of my thumbs because then, it, then I'm giving up something that's really important, but I still have another one. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm giving away something, but I'm not giving something. Like I could, I could say like, oh, I'll give you, up, give up my appendix, but the appendix is useless. It's a useless organ, you know. Thumb is it? No, not many people have thumbs. And if you got a thumb, I, if I can give up one and I can still keep one more, I'm fine with that. Left, left thumb, right. left, left thumb, left thumb for sure. Because I, I'm right-handed. I'm right-handed. I'm right-handed. I think you've lost a few Cleveland fans with that comment. If you went with your uh, right, you'd have been, uh, you'd have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the most important thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I screwed that one up. I, I, you set me up for the perfect thing, and I screwed it all up. So. <laughs> no worries, mate. You, know, you know our English humor is really bad. I'm sorry, uh, um, I, I'm serious. I'd like to thank you very much for your time and tonight, and thanks for coming on. We've had it booked for a couple of weeks now, so uh, yeah, good. Let's move swiftly on. Let's cover some of the things that were said in the uh, press conference today. I think the key thing was internal discord. It came up five, six times, Jack. Yeah, it seems like. Um... Obviously, Hugh's got a terrible reputation for throwing everyone under the bus every time something goes wrong. And I did like when Jimmy Haslam was asked, basically, whose fault is this that it's gone wrong? He went, well, I'm the leader. I'm the one that ultimately makes the decisions. It's on me. And that, I thought, was it's grown up. And it's not what we expect from a Cleveland Browns press conference when everyone goes, oh, choose who you want. I'll blame them this week. And I think when... Lots of them were annoyed in, within the organisation, seems to be the line that you're getting from everywhere with all the infighting. And the minute Hugh took it public and started going for Haley in that press conference um, after the last game, not this game, who did we play before? The uh, Chargers. Chargers? I'm sure there's one in between, mate. Uh... The one in between, whatever that was. Uh, it all blurs into one. When... Um, Hugh went for Haley in public. I think that was the moment where his name was on the wall and uh, he was just waiting for him to end himself. Damon, what's your views on that? I mean, the internal discord was pretty obvious from the get-go. I remember, I remember back when Sasha Brown was the GM because uh, that's as long as I've really... like. I think September 2016 is when I was like committed, like I'm going to pay as much attention to this team as I possibly can. 
when I and when I'm saying like that, I mean like every little detail, like trying to follow all the little breadcrumbs. And honestly, this Discord's been like this for a while. You can date Hugh Jackson, and it's all connected in one spot. And that's Hugh Jackson. Whenever something goes wrong, a player messes something up, something else goes wrong, um, anything happens. It's never his fault, man. He, he's a scapegoat. He's always lying. He's always lying to me that Duke, you're going to get more touches. Nick Chubb, you're going to get more touches. Uh, Kaiser is going to, like, he can, he can never figure anything out. Like, if there's any reason for discord, it stemmed directly from Hugh Jackson. And I think the reason, like, the real reason that the Haslams did not want to move on from uh, Hugh stems from them finally hiring a good coach. Because if you just roll the clock back, like, three years ago, you can see that, like, like this was a good hire. This was a home run hire. Haslam finally got his guy. We fixed all of our problems. And three years later, three, what is it, 36 and one. It's crazy. And I think that there's a big part of that where Jimmy didn't want to get rid of Hugh because Hugh was his big get. And I think that's probably a lot of the reason why, like, they didn't fire him after the one in 31. And they kept, they got rid of Sashi and fired Hugh partially because Hugh's like, oh, yeah, he's, you're not getting any good players. Kevin Zeitler, uh, Jamie Collins, Joe Schober, Miles Garrett, uh, all these other picks that we've gotten, like we got Denzel Ward from a pick that we got from a trade. We got um, Hogan, we got uh, Njoku, Peppers. All these players are players from Sashi Brown. And Hugh can play all the time. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, what's it called? Um, I don't have any real players. Dorsey said it the first thing he walked in the door in Cleveland. Oh, there's no real players on this roster. And then proceeds to get rid of all these other traded players and brings them in with more retread players. It's the same process right now, but it, when it, like, it, for me to finish my point, like Dorsey, oh, sorry, Hugh just can't maximize talent ever. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it in Oakland. He never did it here. And then whenever he, the blame came time for him to show up, he never showed up. And Jack said something really good that I want to just branch off real quick. Jimmy admitted that it was on him. That's huge. I, I, that was big for me. I, I also saw something big in that too, because he's admit, I think he's admitting that he made a mistake and that's huge. And he's letting, if you watch the press conference too, you watch Dorsey just go on and they're like, just Dorsey ran that show. And now, you know, it's Dorsey's show. Maybe Haslam finally will understand that he needs to sit back and drink his, drink his beer, you know, stay away from the press conferences. Stop him putting, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a massive change in the um, way of Haslam still going to be involved. And you do want your owner to be involved to a small extent because you don't want someone who can just run away and do whatever they want. But having that sort of level of, um, idea that he doesn't know all the answers in the same way if I suddenly became a billionaire and run a team I'm not going to go well I know what I'm doing you're going to need other people on your side and helping you out so I think it's it's important that that change is made and the other thing with Hugh that really annoyed me was it was the development of talent the fact that we won one game in his first year didn't bother me even if we uh, we should have won three games last year but even if we didn't not, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, it w it's about turning these players into better players. If we'd have come out of it and Kaiser was potentially a career of backup that could play at a decent level, if you had lots of other players that you went, look, the result's not been good, but there's a lot of talent here and lots of these players we've picked have become better players. Unfortunately, everything talented, Hugh just drove it into the floor. Yeah, mate, I'm not here to stick up for Hugh. He's left. I've moved on. But he has got, what, six rookies of the week over the last... Um, uh, since Whose the start. rookies are those? Whose rookies are those? Who picked those rookies? Um, hey, honestly, man, believe me, I don't want to give Dorsey any of that much credit because 
the 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 discord that got left in Kansas City when he left isn't beautiful. And I honestly, I won't lie, I'm a little scared for the future when it comes to starting to pay our guys, starting to give some money around. That's when I'm worried about Dorsey. But I'm going to save that because it's Dorsey's show right now. And those rookies, hey, Baker wasn't playing, you know, first few weeks because coach's decision to play Tyrod. I don't actually I, – I, I might be misquoting myself there, but I understand what you're saying. But Yeah, I think, I think just to finish my point off is just that um, he obviously had the talent and he did get some uh, – trademark rookies of the week, rookies of the week over that, that period. So, um, well, go on, Sashi put us in a position where we were able to draft the best offensive and best defensive player in the entire draft. So if you get the best offensive player, it's not a surprise. They're sort of offensive player of the week. If you get the best defensive player in the draft, it's not a surprise. They're defensive player of the week. So I think it's been a case of the players have performed above the level of coaching they've been given. Um, the level of coaching has made them worse than we should be. And I genuinely believe this is a top 16 roster in the NFL today. And if the coaching would have just been adequate, not even good coaches, just adequate, then the record would be a lot better for itself. And the fact that we've been nearly able to win these games, why it's just been an absolute disaster behind the scenes. Um, the fact that it's just been have a day off if you fancy a day off. Um, players can do what they want. Um, it seems like there's been no discipline and that's been something we've heard more and more about over the last 24 hours. Of if players just didn't fancy it, they didn't have to. Um, whereas I'll, lots of the players love you because they can do what they want and get away with it. I want a coach that's going to come down really hard on them. Not unfairly, but fairly hard on them. If they do something wrong, call them out. But do it behind closed doors. Do it in your team meetings. Don't do it in front of the press. All right, great. Next point on the, from the uh, press conference, we've talked about 24 hours left on the um, on the uh, what's it called on the trade. So uh, trade, trade deadline. Yeah, it was quite interesting that um, he's saying that there is some uh, good good potential players out there, and we could see a couple more trades tomorrow. More Browns headlines. I th I think there's two potential trades on the cards. Um, and they're both outgoing. I'd be surprised if we bring anyone in unless it's a really, really good opportunity because at the end of the day, we don't know what offensive coordinator we're going to have next year. We don't know what defensive coordinator we're going to have. So to spend assets, unless they're sort of a sixth or a seventh, um, would be silly. I think the two you're looking at is Collins out to the Patriots or somewhere else and potentially Tyrod if someone gets injured or even if we restructure his deal, put a lot of that more money in as a... Um, signing bonus and then trade him off so someone could potentially have Tyrod Taylor for two million for the rest of the year. Um, I think both of them deals could happen. I, I think uh, Collins for sure. I think that, that that's one that's uh, positive and I think that you can notice that he's been playing a little bit better since uh, trade rumors yeah. have started. He's played better the last two weeks when the rumors first came out. Um, but for me, I don't see Dorsey making that many moves, and I agree with Jack um, because of the fact that we fired our offensive coordinator and our head coach. I don't think it's worth it investing money, like you said, into assets that our head coach next year might not like. So I think, I think they should sit on it. Um, and let's be real, there's really not that many good – there's some good options out there right now, but we've all been talking ourselves into, like, the bottom of the barrel. Even, like, I've been looking at free agency for – like, I've been wanting a wide receiver for a very, very long time. And even the free agency this offseason isn't bad. But I do think, though, 
with getting rid of the coaches, we can fill some holes in the roster at the top of the draft, given that our draft position may be a little bit better than most of us assumed it was going to be. We're looking right now um, at the highest strength of schedule for the rest of the year, and we're already top. I think we're like sixth in the dra- in the pegging order on the draft, or se- sixth or seventh, something of that nature. Yeah. So, I mean, why, why trade for somebody when you can get a, a good rookie? Or, or John Dorsey's going to draft the rookie. He's pretty good. You know, he got two, two good players in the top four last year. Let's see if he can get us another good player in the top ten, you know? It's a fair point what you're saying about um, not bringing anyone in at the moment. Um, but draft picks will be – having more draft picks will help attract a better manager. So, yeah. um, do, um, do yeah, you that's, – that's true. Do you, I, do, I do think yeah. – Two, three players – Sorry, I didn't mean to jump over you, but I do, I do, yeah. I, I do think, though, that this team, like Jack was saying earlier, I didn't get to make a point about this, but this team is so talented. Like, I, I can't, I, like, I think I saw a thing today that any team that's a minus 11 on the turnover differential should be, like, they're, they're, none of them have, in the history of football, none of them have a losing record. We had one, though. And honestly, three-point game, three-point game, three-point game, three-point game, and then a couple blowouts. This team should be five and oh, what, what week are we on? We're on week eight, right? Yeah. 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 It, this team should be like five and two, man. Uh, I'm sorry. It should, we should be five and I'd say five and three. We should be five and three. That's what we should be right now, but we're two, five and one. And that, those three game, those three points and uh, all these like short wins. I think I looked up another stat like from last year. I think there were seven games last year where Hugh Jackson, um, it was within a touchdown of a difference of, a, of the game. Some of those were overtime games. If we had a better t- coach to maximize the talent that we already have, we'd be fine. Now, there's some players on this roster that I don't have – I'm not a big fan of. I don't want to go through and name all of them. But that's going to come next year when we evaluate the roster. Then you can bring in the head coach. Then you draft some more pieces, find your holes, and then just keep on rolling on, you know? Yeah. I think the sort of trades that I wouldn't mind is I really wanted him when he came up the first time and then moved again was Ryan Switzer. That sort of player that they traded a fifth for Ryan Switzer and a sixth. It's like you're giving up peanuts. So if you get them sort of young players on sort of the first year or have only done one year in the NFL, then, yeah, you're not really giving up anything. It's, I don't think you're going to see the Gary on Conley's and that level of high-quality players floating around because, yeah, if, if they're no use, they're no use. Unless there is genuinely the belief that they will keep Greg Williams, then you might add something on defence. But I don't think you can go out there and hire a good head coach and say, well, you've got to have Greg Williams. So uh, I think you're not. We're going to see some outgoings. Nothing's incoming, and it'll just go that way. All right, yeah. great. We've got five minutes left, guys. I know you keep an eye on the time there, Jack. Uh, I've got some questions from our fans for Damon. Um, <laughs> this is one question I was going to ask, but I'm not going to ask it now. Was <laughs> ask him whose Twitter takes he hates the most, but I'm not going to ask that question for you. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I could. Most of them are blocked, though, so they won't. I, I won't say. But hey, I'm just gonna say though, if you follow me, you know, you <laughs> absolutely freaking know who I hate the most. It's very obvious. All right. Second question. Um, ask Damien if he thinks Josh Rosen should focus less on overpriced avocado toast, pregame snacks, and learning more on his playbook. Is that that's Matthew, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, that's a joke. I mean, like, we like to joke around about uh, how uh, Ro- Rosen's the millennial and he likes avocado toast. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Rosen had a good game, right? Game winning drive, man. My boy took him back in the last seconds. That, hey. And that's why I like him. 
because he actually has some of that that most people didn't see in him. They, everyone looks at him lazy, lazy court, like lazy millennial quarterback that cares about political issues. Get out of here with that crap. Oh, All right, good. David, this is, this is a signature question that we ask uh, every guest. What's your hot, 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 crazy take for the Browns rest of the season? Oh, this is good. I was actually I saw this one on the show sheet and I was thinking about one all day and this is what I came up with. I changed it strictly because of what happened the news today. Greg Williams will win more games as interim head coach for the Cleveland Browns than Hugh Jackson did in the past three years. Yes, yes. There's a couple uh, games on this list, man. I'm telling you, hey, we got the Broncos. That's winnable. I, and honestly, I don't see any of these games as being less winnable that Hugh Jackson's gone. I actually see them as more winnable because you got the guy out of there that's making all the damn mistakes, man. Like, Greg – like, I love Greg Williams. He's a hilarious guy to, talk, like, listen to. But, man, like, he – I don't know if he's going to win some games, but I think he'll win more than Hugh Jackson. Would it be the most Browns thing in the world if we go out and beat the Chiefs? Honestly, man, I'm, I won't lie to you. That seems like a trap game for the Chiefs. I think they're that. Honestly, I feel like we might actually win next week, and just because, just in spite, just just because they overlook us, they're like, "Oh no, offensive coordinator, no head coach, bye bye." If, if you're in that locker room and you're sick of the way Hugh Jackson's treated you, if you're on offense and you don't like um, Todd Haley, and your new offensive coordinator's come in, sat down, and gone like, "What plays do you like? What works? Let's do them." Um, we'll literally just work in whatever you've done when you're at college, what you enjoyed. And suddenly it's like, actually, let's go out there and prove we're better than what they were. And um, what a statement game that would be. That would be one of them games where you go, wow. So uh, I don't hey, Jack. It's I'm not with you on this, man. I'm with you on this theory. I'm with you on this theory. Jack, you've got a new friend, mate. You've got a new ally here, mate. Why, why am I just now following Jack on Twitter? I should have been following him from since day one. How come today's the first day we find each other and follow each other on Twitter? It's terrible. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. We've gone double over our time that we normally want 20 minutes. We're up to the 40-minute mark. Damon, where can we find your details? Down with Damon on Twitter, man. Do not follow – nobody. If you're listening, don't follow me on Instagram. I deny everybody that follows me – that tries to follow me on Instagram. Do not follow me on Instagram. It's my personal Instagram. I like to keep some of my life little personal and that's where i like to do it but follow me down with damon thanks for having me on guys by the way and thank you for staying up you know you guys damon, question for you if i ask you for an instagram request will you reject me or not i might reject you just because hey Come on, hey hey we're, once we grab a beer at the game though things might change i've had, I had people i know in my personal life you know so if, if you guys come to the game you got we'll have some beers together we'll get a little friendly and we'll, i'll add you guys on instagram all right how does that sound good 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 mate. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on i just want to shout out iceland they got 20 people in Iceland yesterday all to meet up to watch the Browns. I'm wearing their t-shirt. Go Iceland Browns. Just want to thank you guys too uh, for your guys' like dedication. Like, it's really cool to see. Like I remember joking around with my, my uh, ex-girlfriend for a while that she's Australian and I used to say you'd be down under with Damon if you ever moved to Australia. But I'm like, are there any football fans in other countries besides the United States? And it's actually kind of cool to know that you've got two Cleveland Browns fans here who even came over, like, came over here, they're coming over here again to watch Cleveland Browns football. And that's exciting. So uh, you guys' dedication to like the fan base when we have this kind of dysfunction is crazy. And guess what? Like we all sit together. We all deny the dysfunction and we all, we all want this team to be good. So you guys are right on track with the rest of us. So. Thank you very much, Damon. And sorry if I gave you a bit of a ribbon earlier on. It's uh, only my friendly humor, English uh, humor. Oh, good, man. It's all good. Don't worry. Don't stress about anything. You guys are fun, man. Change is here.
just change.